Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, like I would I wouldn't be surprised if we see a ton of AFC championship matchups between them in the next five to ten years. The Joe Vore Podcast is a brand new sponsor and it is Dating Assassins. Have a first date coming up and have no idea what you're going to talk about? Well, Dating Assassins has you covered. With over 100 cards and 100 questions, you'll never have a boring date ever again. You'll make things funny, interesting, and even a little bit spicy. So get yours today, linked in the description below. Enjoy the show. You're at Ohio State. You grew up in Columbus. So what's kind of your, uh, you know, what's kind of your day-to-day right now in the summertime? Well, the summertime for me, to be honest, is pretty slow just because um, I am only doing my content stuff for work related stuff, no classes or anything. Yep. But dude, the NFL schedule, like NFL news and stuff is just so slow right now. It's pretty hard to find things to talk about. Uh, I find myself making videos about things that are just um, really small things and trying to make them seem a little bit more important than maybe they are which is kind of funny, but um, it makes it when they're they're stuffed during the season just to be like a little bit easier. Um, Well, the the Broncos helped you out by the revolutionary uh, strategy of them molding their offense around Russell Wilson. Dude, I... I'm so glad you saw that because I thought that was the worst. Well, of course. For for people who don't know, yeah, there was a post saying the Broncos are going to... revolve their offense around Russell Wilson. And it's like, okay. Um, yeah. Mind blown. They're going to, really? they're going to, they're going to try to um, use their star quarterback that they traded a lot to get. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was the funniest thing, but, but that stuff well, makes news right now. Like that yeah, is the stuff that's, that makes news. That, that's what you have to do. I mean, once you get past the draft and then you get your, you know, you have uh well, God, well, the league year starts. So all your, free agency and stuff happens like in March. Right. And then once you get past the draft, you get a little bit of excitement. You get to to see what some guys look like in shorts. And then in kind of this dead period before training camp starts, it's really, it's really tough. And we kind of got spoiled with the, uh, the weird COVID schedules. At least we had like the NBA finals sprinkled in there going into July. And, and obviously two years ago, it went all the way to October and the season restarted in July. But now that we're on a regular schedule, it's like, man, I love baseball, but when it's the only sport, it's, it's tough. Especially you, when you're doing just NFL stuff, that's brutal. I know. Well, it's, it's one thing I kind of thought about too recently was that last year we had the, I think we had the Olympics during this kind of middle, That's um, right. this July time. Delayed a whole so year. It, it made people like not realize it as much, but um, with the NFL news right now, since teams aren't being able to interview the players and stuff, yeah. you're really looking at for what, what do the players share right now during this off season time? Like, what are they posting training yeah. videos? Are they posting about, um, you know, I noticed Tyreek Hill start up a podcast. He's doing stuff yep. like that. Um, that's kind of the stuff right now because the players aren't required to be at the facilities. Um, we just said OTAs, but they're op- they're you know, they're optional. You don't have yep. to go. Um, but once training camp comes and I think about two weeks from now, things should start cooking and uh, your Browns definitely have a lot to be cooking during training camp this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I mean, the way that you think about it, the way that us fans are going to look at everything, the way that internally the, the guys that are actually in the building, how things are going to go. I mean, it's going to come down. We're going to, I mean, probably in the next few weeks, we're going to have some sort of answer on the Deshaun Watson and that's going to make, 
a big difference for everything. You're, you're going to look, okay, if it's six games, you're immediately going to go and circle week seven there on the schedule. You're going to see, okay, can we survive these first six weeks by playing 500 football? I mean, that, that's how you're going to look at it as a, as a fan. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a huge question for Browns fans everywhere. And, of course, you know, the actual people that are involved, your coaches, your front office, and, the, of course, the players. Well, I think with the Browns, too, like, there's so much uncertainty. It could be zero games. It could be totally postponed. We could see yeah. no suspension at all this whole season. We could yep. see the whole year him being out. Um, it's kind of hard for Browns fans just because they, they um, you know, you want to be excited about your team, but yeah, it's hard because you have no clue what direction the, the team's going to be taken for this upcoming season. Right. And then you still have people out there, and I'm still kind of hesitant to be publicly excited. Obviously, Deshaun Watson's a great talent, and I feel like a lot of people have made this point, so it's nothing new but you know you could hear he gets zero games or he only gets four to six games but you still could have some self-pushback like god like it almost feels dirty i know you know cream hunt and you know that you know it's not like outside of deshaun watson everyone's perfect in the nfl but this is certainly a circus and um you know i totally get people that aren't going to watch are going to have a tough time watching or rooting for certain people so yeah, it's um, it's uh, th there's many layers to this. I, I guess is the the best way to most general way to put it out there. It's definitely a slippery slope because, um, you know, as a fan, you find yourself in a situation where it's like, I don't know if I want to root for somebody like that. But the thing that makes it really hard is the Browns gave him the best contract in NFL history. Yeah, with someone who had the baggage that he had at the current time. So a lot of people, I think, are not big fans of the Browns just because of the front office seemed to care not one bit about right. what was going on. So yeah. I can see that. Maybe it's a little less about Deshaun Watson, but more like maybe get all the more information, get the facts, get these cases settled or get the cases at least or just in court and see what actually happened right. and then go from there. But um, yeah, other players have all had issues. So I think that's something. But um, to see your front office do that, it, it's, um, it's tough, you know, but people are going to forget. We, we know Joe, people are going to forget. It's going to oh, be, yeah. as soon as Deshaun Watson's out there playing, it, it will not matter in people's minds. As long as he plays well, if he plays bad, it's going to be, th well, th that's going to stick with it. He could be rusty. He hasn't played in a while. So yeah, we, we, we will see. Let's talk about your team. You're I, in my Instagram stalking that I did. You're a Raiders fan. Big time Raiders fan. You have a brick there outside Allegiant Stadium, I saw, which is pretty sweet. How did you become a Raiders fan? That is a great question, Joe. I could talk about my Raiders literally all day long, but um, I became a Raiders fan back in 2010, was the first season I started watching the Raiders. It was actually years prior, I was into the Browns. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, but my dad grew up a Raiders fan. Uh, he, but he has no ties to Los Angeles or Oakland where the Raiders were. Um, he just picked them when they were kind of their rugged, tugged sixties and seventies team. Yeah. Um, right before they, what we've, uh, the Raiders, we, uh, won three Super Bowls. Um, but for, unfortunately for me, I kind of picked the worst time to become a Raiders fan. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's some fun to that too. I think there's some fun of going from, not being that good to being like to win a Super Bowl. I think that that journey is kind of what makes them matter. So yeah. um, that's kind of became a Raiders fan, but I'm a diehard fan. I, uh, 
you know, I, I try to go to any of the games I can go to at least around Columbus. I've never actually right. been to a, a Raiders game like in Vegas or Oakland. So did you uh, make that it? is next on my bucket list? Okay. I know I got delayed like four days. Did you end up making it to the game in Cleveland this past year? Oh, yes, I did make it okay. to that game in Cleveland. Um, because I was originally gonna go, yeah. I was originally gonna it was, go. Was it a then, Saturday night slot? It was it, originally it was a Saturday night and then it got moved up. I think it was played on Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember which I day it was say on. Tuesday. Or maybe it was Wednesday. It I might don't even actually know. actually now that I'm thinking, I think that is right. Wednesday sounds right. I don't it was one of those weekday games, but I was I already had tickets and I was like, okay, like I'm still going. Yeah. And turns out that was actually I'm glad I went because it came down to a final kick where the Raiders yep. won which I was obviously excited about right and um it was kind of the turning point for the Raiders season because uh the Raiders end up winning like four or five straight games end up making yeah. the playoffs which I was able to go to the playoff game too fortunately because it was in Cincinnati right yeah that's pretty awesome the Nick Mullins game for us Browns fans you had people on Twitter like I don't think six could make that play it's like Okay, everyone just calm down. But hey, he he kept his there was that was a practice squad game. That game was the people that were out there, the short notice, not being able to practice, <laughs> facilities shut down. That was that 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 was a crazy game. I was actually in Florida on vacation watching that game, and it just it's a quick way to ruin a vacation is have Browns football scheduled during your vacation. Oh yeah, that I mean, it was the weirdest week ever. And then you had all the players out. I was at the game and I just remember like players or, or other fans are being like, Oh, like, you know, like we're, if we win, it's like a bonus with this, yeah. like we're expecting a loss. And which to me as a Raiders fan, I was like, I get it. It wasn't the best win to get, but yeah. I'm like, you got, you got to just do what you can. And we couldn't control the fact that, uh, you know, the Browns players are out because any of uh, any team could, could be at a disadvantage, but yeah, I try to go to as many games as I can, especially the close ones, like Indy, oh, Cleveland, gotcha. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, any of the ones that, close to Columbus, Ohio, where I live is, right. uh, makes sense. hundred percent. How you, but how you feeling this year, Derek Carr? I thought I've always kind of liked him. I liked him early in his career. And then, you know, there were some years kind of middle years in there where I was just like, ah, his kind of, you know, what, you know, the excitement has kind of died down a little bit, but these last couple of years, especially last year, I've really, really liked him. They get Devonte Adams. I mean, yes. You have to be fired up for this year. The Raiders have, oh. I feel like some, I mean, I know it's a hell of a conference or hell of a division and a hell of a conference. The AFC is, but I mean, I think there's some real expectations there for the Raiders this year. I think there are definitely some expectations, but there is a still a little bit of an under the radar aspect because the division you mentioned um, I'm pumped because I mean, I think Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. Yes. I think he was, he, he hopped into a really bad situation with the Raiders in, in 2014. Mm -hmm. And I don't think um, like the Raiders hadn't, hadn't had a playoff win since 2002 before he hopped yeah. in there, which, you know, we find quarterbacks like Josh Allen, when he got to the bills, he was a year out of being in the playoffs. The bills were uh, Mahomes yep. was like, they had made the playoffs the three to four years prior to Mahomes getting right. the start. So like, it's a different situation with someone and same with like Baker, for example, even with Cleveland, like, you know, you're hopping into a situation where this team has not made the playoffs in. They had won one game yeah. in two years, the two years prior to Baker being there. Yeah. So um, I think Carr is underrated just because I don't think the wins, um, the wins didn't show the Raiders were always like seven to nine or eight, yep. and, eight or, and uh, but not necessarily a surrounding cast, but this year with Josh McDaniels, a head coach, yep. I'm feeling good because 
McDaniels knows how to use a slot receiver. Okay. He's got Hunter Renfro. He um, traded for Devonta Adams. We've seen him with Randy Moss in New England before back in the mid to mid early two thousands. Like Randy Moss went off. Um, Darren Waller. He's got a stud tight end. He knows how to use Gronkowski. He used Gronkowski in New England. I think the offense will be really good. Um, Just the only kryptonite could be um, the offensive line for the Raiders could struggle. Um, The interior defensive line um, could struggle, but, and also too hardest division I've seen in a really long time in conference is like teams like the Rams and the Bucks have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than like most of these AFC teams, even if they're better just because of the competition, but I'm pumped. Like I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, just to put it in perspective, Cowherd made this point and I think it's a great point. So Baker's in Carolina. Now let's say Brady retires next year and Baker's still in Carolina. Baker's pretty much a year in a Brady retirement away of probably unless anything else changes being the best quarterback in that entire division there, which which is crazy to think about. That is, I didn't even think of that at all. Right. That did not even cross my mind. Like that will happen. Yeah, I think and I think Baker's good. Like, I think Baker's I like Baker, um, too. But and I also heard another point. I'm stealing points here, which I think is so great. Baker is not a bust. And, you know, it would also be evaluated differently if he wasn't a number one pick. But also the biggest thing kind of contrary, uh, you know, kind of the reverse of what we talked about of him now being in the NFC in that weak quarterback division outside of Brady is the Browns look at it. They're like we like pretty much everything and we like Baker, but because let's just rattle off some names, Burrow, Carr, Herbert, Mahomes. And that's just in our conference. And you just look at the division and you got (laughs) Burrow and Jackson, just, just in your division. You're like, we have to make an upgrade. Not that we can't win with Baker because we have, but just to be able to compete, we have to make a jump from, okay, we can win with to getting what could potentially be and what we've seen to being a top three talent in the NFL. I get it. We're starting to find in the NFL now, Joe, that uh, you teams won't just don't just want to settle for an average quarterback anymore. No. Everyone's searching for that top five quarterback. And if yeah. you don't have it, the one that can make the plays and right. really just go outside of the script of the playbook and be like, like Patrick Mahomes, for example, we see him that he just makes plays that aren't even written on the, on the sheet. Right. He's just, he's out here just, you know, extending plays. So yep. uh, I think teams are finding, we don't want to settle for the Jimmy Garoppolo's, the Baker right. Mayfield's even, we see a lot of even car uh, talk about getting rid of Derek Carr for the yeah. Raiders. Um, now I think he's uh, closer to a top 10 quarterback than other people may think. I agree. But um, you know, people just because if you're average, they view it as, might as well take a shot on some young guy. Now, yep. this year, quarterback-wise in the draft was not really suited for that as much. Right. Um, but next year, my Buckeyes, CJ Shroud. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe he's on the Lions or something. Who knows? Know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, gone. It seems like gone are the days of, you know, could a guy like Joe Flacco have won a Super Bowl in right now's era now i obviously know he got on a historical hot run in the playoffs there but i mean a guy like that that had a great team around him a great defense that's not really the the blueprint anymore you need one of these burrow mahomes you know type of type of allen type of guys i mean you just you know 
you, you watch that Chiefs and Bills playoff game last year, even if you missed the whole game, except for the last, you know, three minutes or whatever it was, you know, or the last 13 seconds through overtime. And if you're thinking, if you can't picture your guy being able to put on one of those jerseys and do what one of those guys do or something like that, then I don't think you can be realistic about winning a Super Bowl, regardless of how good the rest of your roster is. And that's just, there's such a depth of talent at the position and everywhere now it's uh it's just unbelievable and and also the rules help everything you know for the offenses as well yeah and add on to that a little bit more like i think i 1000 percent agree with you like yeah the defenses can't even defend these quarterbacks anymore because how do you um let's say patrick mahomes in the pocket he's got yeah. five to ten seconds to throw yeah these corners aren't they don't they're they only expected to defend for about two to three seconds yeah and at that point you're supposed to get the sack by then and right um but when the quarterback's running around for five seconds they cannot guard these receivers for that long because we're seeing the receivers yeah. get better and the quarterbacks get better at, at scrambling yeah. so the defensive blueprint of being able to have a stud defense and a mediocre quarterback on offense might not work anymore and you just have to match it with like yeah. another star quarterback like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, like I would, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a ton of AFC championship matchups between them in the next five to 10 years. And a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's, I, it's, it's crazy. Well, two rival teams too, of our Browns and Raiders, which yeah. makes it hurt even more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, it just goes back to, Oh, well, we have Deshaun Watson. It's just like, well, <laughs> until he's out there taking a snap, I'm, I'm not, I'm not picturing, I'm not trying to picture anything you know, too, too crazy just yet. I, I want to get back to, uh, to you a little bit. I kind of want to go back, kind of talk about your origin of, of content creation, why you decided Ooh. to, to get into it. Um, you know, when did you start, Ooh. you know, what was kind of the earliest stuff you started doing? You know, have you always just kind of been, you know, creative, you know, just kind of tell me the, the whole story. Cause just for the people that don't know, I mean, you've built quite a following so far. I mean, you got, you know, 20, about 26 or so thousand on Instagram, you got a over 10,000 on YouTube, I think 13 or 14, you have over 800,000 on TikTok. And I love the TikToks because they're almost like a, a tweet comes to life. You know, you, 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 you kind of give a quick story of, you know, what just happened with this team or this player. And, and you got video, you got graphics, you got, you know, your commentary. Um, so I really love the TikToks. You know, you can really kind of get your NFL news if you just followed you, um, they're, they're on TikTok, which is really cool. So, you know, so you really kind of built this up and, and this is, you know, what you want to do and continue to do going forward. So how did it all start? That's a great question. I don't even talked about this too much, Joe. So I, I'm really glad you this. asked that. Um, so my first start really came probably back in about fifth or sixth grade for me. I don't know what year that would have been. I guess maybe you're on 20. 12 or 13 ish. Yeah. So the first thing I started doing was um, posting like little um, like Raiders highlight videos on Instagram. And I think yep. a Raiders highlight account. I also did some of like the, um, and I would use my iPad to make these little edits. Nice. And I also would do like the photo edits. You know, there was kind of that phase. You probably yep. remember, you're probably a little older than I was. Like you might have been early high school time or so. Yeah. People yep. were posting like edits of players with different. Yep. Um, skins on them and filters looking yep. cool but so I did that and that wasn't like anything special but then um vine came around okay? yes so you, I'm sure you you know oh. vine um 
I get much more sleep now that Vine is gone. I used to be up to like two in the morning, just <laughs> laughing. I love Vine. Yeah. Vine was Vine was the um, addictive thing before TikTok, right? Yes. Um, yes. But um, when Vine came around, I created actually one of those sports um, music edit to highlight uh, yep. accounts on Vine, which actually was really popular when it was, I was yeah. in seventh grade then. And um, my account was called Sports Mixtape. And I um, did it all on my iPad and like little editing software on my iPad. And yeah, I think I grew like, to me, it was pretty like, I had like 17,000 followers or something awesome. on it. Yeah. And like, at the time as like a seventh grader, I'm like, man, I'm big shot. Like I yeah. got, I got this sports buying account, you know, yep. like, but it ended up being super pivotal actually in like my journey and like creating sports videos because um, I, I was really young and I already was showing that like, I could take something that like yeah. I knew nothing about and grow something and like learn a skill that, um, you know, being a seventh grader, you know, normally you're not thinking, what can I do to set myself up or what can I do to, yep. you know, kind of do more than just care about the, your crush in middle school or your, right. um, you know, like I thought it was a good start for me to finally realize, Hey, I like doing things outside of just schoolwork and girls to, to, to try yeah. to, you know, improve myself and grow. So um, that was great. And then, you know, Vine kind of started fizzling out and right. you know, well, obviously it's done, but um, that was a good, good little part of time for me. And um, in middle school kind of took some time off as high school came around, wasn't really yeah. creating a lot of sports content. Um, but I was, I was learning, I took some uh, Adobe Premiere classes in high school nice. and stuff. So I was, I was yeah. kind of I was getting my, the skills toned. And then finally, once college came around, I'm like, okay, let's, um, let's do something. I, my buddy and I, we started up a podcast. We only went about seven episodes and then we yeah. saw TikTok came out and we were like, okay, yeah, let's create some TikToks. Let's create some sports videos. And when no one else was doing it, just yeah, dance so videos when did, on TikTok. When were you putting up, when did you start putting videos on TikTok, how early on yeah. was this? So I started November of 2019. Nice. Um, oh, I wish which, I would have done that. Yeah. So that was when I started. And I will say, I definitely benefited from first mover advantage. Yes. Um, and I think it definitely matters. I think you want to pay attention to the platforms that uh, yeah. people might have a hard time having the vision of that being, uh, but th things tend to shift. Like they're not, we've seen Instagram isn't what Instagram was. Um, yeah. Like, every social media platform isn't quite what it was right when it started. And right. Um, I think there's two ways to get big and in, 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 especially in the social media world, I think you either got to be the best or you got to be first. And yeah. um, I knew at the time I wasn't the best, but I was like, okay, we're trying this podcast thing. And like, Joe, you and I both know for podcast, it's all about putting in the time, you know, you got to yeah. be willing to you got to be willing, if you're going to do a podcast, you got to enjoy it so much. You got to be like, okay, this might take me three years before it starts catching steam. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you just got to love it for that much. And yep. we were kind of like, okay, we can do the podcast. But then we were like, okay, you know what? Let's just, it doesn't hurt to just go all out on the TikTok thing for a little 100%. bit. So we, um, I did it with my buddy named Brandon Eisenberger. We, we started up the, the account and, um, you know, we've actually shifted to where I just do, I'm all of it now. And um, we, we originally called the Fantasy Freaks. And then um, we shifted it and now it's just Kevin Walsh and I'm uh, solo. Um, gotcha. But uh, we started early and when the, when the TikTok was all dance videos and we were like, okay, this is a good opportunity. 
But I think the learning lesson, I guess I would like to like give to other people is that um, always be thinking about trying to do the next thing yeah, and not try, because it's really easy to see the people you look up to currently and the things they're doing and be like, I want to do that too. Yep. And to me, it was like, I want to be, um, we started with fantasy football stuff. So I really like these guys in the fantasy footballers and they're yep. a podcast they football. I was like, man, I'm, I like what they do, but yep. um, I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to try to do it in a different way. Like maybe right. I got to do it in my way. So I'm like, okay, let's try it. So that's kind of my story with that. And then the videos have really shifted away from fantasy football to NFL news content. Like you said, how a tweet can get brought to life yeah that's kind of the goal um i like especially right now when we were talking earlier about how uh, news is really dry right now i love being able to take something that's really small and yep. might not seem like it can be it's such a quick thing but create a story around it and create yes. a little bit more um behind it so if i see something like um you know maybe uh what's one that i just did recently so i just did one on oh the new um the jerseys we just saw the new jerseys come out for um right. or the new helmets actually yeah, the, oh yeah the, the new helmets for helmets the texans specifically yeah. yeah and you know texans helmets coming out it's gonna be hard to make a video really like about that you know people just want to see what the helmets are but then right i can educate people on we've been there's a, like the reason why this is happening is there's a new rule that came out where the nfl right. is now allowing extra helmets We've already seen a few other helmets come out, like the Patriots and the Falcons dropping new helmets right. for this upcoming season. So being able to make it a little bit more of a story and um, kind of just get people interested in knowing a little bit behind the surface to uh, even these small news, but making them in video form, which we're finding yeah. people like videos nowadays, like people like yeah. videos. So um, that was kind of my journey up through, you know, fifth grade to now, and I'm now going to be a senior in college like wow it's, it's flying by but yeah um i i definitely am i feel good i feel happy that i liked uh, the things i was interested in in middle school yeah. i now can be doing now but um well, i enjoy the, it though. it's a blast yeah i mean that's one of the cool things you know everyone talks about the the bad sides of social media and technology and everything and there are but you know one of the good things is is you can get interested in something i mean what else really could you be you know, doing that's, that's an actual job for when you're an adult that you could start doing, you know, when you're in junior high, you, you know what I mean? Or, or in elementary school. I mean, you know, just starting video editing and, you know, building up a social media platform. I mean, you, you know, and you look at, you know, the way that people can monetize it and, you know, you know, there's so many eyeballs on TikTok that they have, you know, a creator fund and even more money is going to come and, and brands want to reach out to people just for a, and pay them all this money just for a 15 second video or whatever it is. I mean, it's, um, it's really unbelievable. And I think that's, you know, really one of the cool things is you can get good at this editing stuff or get an eye for it and just get a, a bunch of reps and put stuff out there, you know, kind of anonymously behind a, a, a mixtape, uh, you know, or a highlight page. And, you know, there's, there's no, I mean, you don't, there's no one in fifth or sixth grade that's, you know, that, that's going to end up being a CPA. That's like, you know, going over people's books when they're, you know, and after they get done with recess, like that's not happening, but you know, because of today's technology, you could be putting together videos on your, on your iPad and maybe, you know, and things have evolved. So it's, it's a little bit different, but the, the baseline and foundation of it is still sort of sort of the same. So I think that's something that's, uh, that's really cool and unique. Well, we're also noticing too, that 
your personal brand matters a lot now. Yeah. And you know, it's something you can start building as a middle schooler. Like you know, yeah. we even see a lot of these big YouTubers we see, they were making YouTube videos when they were middle schoolers or in high school. And or they were Vine people yeah. that ended up or going they were to Vine people. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, and it's just your personal brand matters. And um, Joe, I'm sure you find, you know, you being in the spotlight in really highly viewed videos give you a lot more credibility in life, even if it was um, doing whatever you want to do. It's just, yeah. um, Joe, I know who you are because of you posting, being uh, a media personality, you yeah. know, in, in videos. And, yeah. you know, that's how you and I even got connected. It was just, right. actually, I saw your videos and I was like, man, I like Joe's, I like what Joe does. I think he's got a good personality and uh, I connected with that. that. And you really can connect with people now through video and through um, social media where, um, I think, I think it's something you should take advantage of, even though there are, um, you know, a lot of negatives we could talk for a while about social media and what maybe the apps are doing wrong, but, um, you know, you're either going to, you either got to participate or, you know, you, you're either not going to do something or you're going to be left behind because social media is going to, it's going to be yeah. part of our, uh, part of our world for, for a long time. hundred percent. So you're getting ready to start your senior year of college. So where, I mean, are you like where you're working right now? Is it, you know, is it content like going forward when you graduate or you can con continue on with them? You're going to look other places. Do you ultimately want to work for yourself? Like kind of going forward, you know, like what exactly is it that you want to do? You have this great following, but how are you really going to make it, you know, sustainable and kind of build off of, you know, the, the, the really kind of great foundation that you've built so far? Yeah. Cause right now I'm in this weird spot where, you know, the people around me are all, you know, looking for jobs, internships, yeah. things like that. And I definitely feel like I'm in the boat where I want to be doing this once I'm done with school and I want to be able to just do, be my own boss and um, really be creating content. And I think my long-term vision is I want to keep creating content, building my, building my brand, personal brand through becoming sorry, being like an NFL creator. And yeah. um, beyond that, you know, one of my main goals is just like, to even put it straight, like, I want to be one of the bigger names in NFL media. Um, yeah. and, and I want it to be through um, not saying I don't not saying I can't use other media outlets that are already built to like, help that. But for sure. Um, that's I think we are going to find that creators are going to be able to be big in the NFL space that don't need to have the tag of ESPN or CBS with them just with the new, right. the new um, social media time, but that's kind of my goal. And then uh, from there, I think I, uh, I really like definitely have business endeavors that I like yep. could see myself like actually starting up an actual business that nice. um, I have, I would be able to have some marketing for, I have an audience that would already be interested in it yep. and whatever I would offer up would be something similar to what um, like the NFL and football or yep. sports in general. And I think, um, being able to have that, that marketing and that, that free reach is organic reach is just, um, super beneficial. So yep. we'll see how that, that takes me. I, I, um, don't like have a huge direction for that, but, um, being able to be a creator outside of school for these next few years and have yep. that be my thing. And then from there, try to slowly implement, um, more of a business plan behind everything I'm doing. Um, and yep. not, not just relying on brand deals and right. um, views to, to support myself and also just yep. 
I mean, the big thing is for me though, I just want to provide a lot of value to people. Like that's, yeah, that's the big thing for me. I um, obviously want to be able to support myself doing it. Um, Cause I think that's, you know, if I can do that, then I'm, you know, then my needs are met. I'm good. But um, I just want to create videos. People like, I want to create a product that someone likes or a service that people like. Um, and I think the NFL is the best like sport in my opinion. And I think it's, um, it's like the best, it's the best reality TV show in my set, in my opinion. Like, so I, um, I want to keep spreading it to people and my audience is really young. So I like the idea of spreading it to, to younger audiences. Yep. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're finding that, you know, with gaming, getting more interesting yeah. and things like that, you know, we, I don't want to see the NFL, um, you know, go under the radar or just fall out of um, importance. So, right. Um, uh, I definitely see myself wanting to do this NFL stuff for a really long time. And, um, I like the idea of having a, like a, you know, a schedule that I get to determine myself. And uh, I think we're starting to see a new wave of people uh, liking that, especially post COVID and all that stuff. Like people are wanting to control their own schedule now. Yeah. Well, I, I know it's not NFL, but I mean, has Ohio state tried to get your, their, their hands on you at all for any sort of content stuff? Cause I mean, you're, you got all kinds of content. You got your you got your following and obviously they're, they're huge brands. You're, you're a student. I mean, anything, any interest with any sort of college football or, you know, any, any work with them or anything like that. I have not had any like contact with Ohio state about any content or things yeah. like that. Um, but it is an interesting situation because it's like, it's kind of a unique scenario where I am yeah. a, a big, a big football creator in one of the biggest, you could argue the biggest college sports town in in um in the country so um i have not talked to them yet i was thinking about maybe reaching out to them and um seeing about getting some extra access at the games because i'm going to be going to the games anyway right and ohio state's got some really big nfl prospects coming up and cj stroud jackson smith and jig and more the nil stuff i feel like the access to these players and collaborations would be a little bit easier you know there wouldn't be so many hoops and you know worries about rules and things like that you know i i would think that that would be uh you know pretty pretty awesome for your stuff and your audience yeah, I, think that's I definitely want to look into it because i need to take, i only got one more year left i mean not saying i'm not going to be in columbus we'll see where I, yeah. where I go after um after school but um i only got one more year left being a college student and being like going to the football games as a student and i think um it'd be cool to like take advantage of that and yeah uh get to get to spread ohio state football so more people because i only do nfl right now so i have to figure out a way to kind of like you know get that and get that involved with my content which could be through the fact that there's good prospects coming from ohio state or also just people want to see behind the scenes at cool sporting events too so if i can get that somehow um, i might need to do a few emailing around or talk talk to my i'm signed with an agency too which i uh nice it's just cool. So I maybe talk with them, maybe see if yep. we can get something set up, but um, yeah, I'm pumped for Ohio State football though. It should, it should be yeah, a good it's year gonna for be, the team. It's going to be, it's going to be great. But uh, yeah, I mean, these, uh, these guys who do college, I mean, look, I mean, look how cool the, the draft is, you know, just cause there's so many players, you know, you know, one of the desks they have there at the NFL draft every year are the, you know, your main like college game day guys. And, you know, the big, the big voices for, uh, you know, ESPN college football. So, you know, you could definitely work in the college football stuff, especially being at Ohio state with the draft prospects, you know, saying, you know, cause if you have a big NFL audience, you know, there's teams out there that need quarterbacks, CJ Stroud's going to be one of those guys. I mean, Ohio state always, they always have dudes all over the field, especially now, uh, you know, in their wide receiver room, it seems to be a factory. Um, so it's, uh, so yeah, I think you could definitely, you'll, you'll definitely be able to 
to work that out. And especially if you get a little bit of access, I think it'll be really cool for you. Yeah, I definitely want to do it. I, I think, um, I think the Buckeyes are going to win the national championship this year. I'm saying really? that right now. Okay. So it'd be a cool year to do it. Okay. Yes. Like I'm, I'm no, no bias in here. Buckeyes winning the ship. I need a, I need an actual platform to say this. Yep. So do when it. they do, I'll have something to go back and see. This is, this yes. is the time capsule for my prediction. Okay. Buckeyes win the national championship. 103 Pacific time on July 13th. You've said it. it I've said it. It's going to happen. Be ready to watch Ryan Day and Stroud lifting up that college football playoff trophy. Lifting up the trophy. I love it. Okay. We have a sponsor on this show. Dating Assassins. Got the t-shirt. I picked or I randomly selected some cards from the Ooh. deck. So... We're not on a first date like these cards are intended, but these are still, I think, some uh, some good questions. So you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Dating okay. assassins. Here we go. Here we go. Question number one. I know the answer to this, but I want you to elaborate on it. Do you have haters? The answer is yes, I do have haters. Um, something I've struggled with a little bit. It's hard to see people want to tear you down. It's tough but, at first. Um, it's tough. It's um, especially too when uh, I can always take some good criticism with NFL opinions, things yeah. like that. But you know, you get haters that just are like, "Oh gosh, this guy, he's he's horrible," and they're just they're yeah. like, I don't know. You get your people, you they hate on you, but I think uh, I always try to remember if you get those ten hate comments, well, there's fifty thousand likes that go with it. You know, yes, so I'm in. You're always gonna have, I think. In society, you're gonna have those bad apples, those handful of bad apples. And of course, you know, I don't take it personal. I don't take it, but there are haters out there. I'm sure you felt it too, Joe. Like, you know, you oh my God, I still remember this one. This was like when I first started and, you know, I was, you know, I just was, I didn't have a ton of reps. I'd never done these interviews before. And uh, I finally felt like I was starting to get a little bit better, get a little bit more comfortable. And I saw a comment where someone said, this guy needs to be fired. He's ruining the channel unsubscribed. And it just like set me right back to, to where I was. I was like, fuck. I'm like, Oh my God, this is awful. But you persevere and push through. But uh, yeah, some people, you know, they just, uh, the comments can be a dangerous, dangerous place. Well, and to act like you don't care about them. It's hard. You know, it's hard because yeah. I feel like I look through the comments and my eyes naturally go to the ones that, you know, are hateful, of which course. is a bummer because it, because it takes away from the good ones, but yes. I'm trying my best to just keep going by them. Don't worry about it. Cause you know, you're the one going out of your way to, to try to put yourself out there and you know, yep. with, with doing that, you're going to, you're going to get some hate. That's right. Okay. Question number two, are you stingy? What are you stingy about? What's, what's kind of a pet peeve, oh. stingy, Something that just kind of, kind of gets you, get, get at I, you. Something you know I'm you sure. don't, you don't like to cut a corner around. You want to do it the right way. You know what? What would that be? So are you saying like financially wise, stingy, or like it could be stingy? About I think this is wide open. You could be stingy about anything. You know, only eat green M and M's. You know, what whatever it is, you take it whatever wherever you want to go. Oh gosh. Okay. So. um, stingy i would say um not like maybe this is something this is more of like a pet peeve anything yeah. but i cannot stand when chairs don't get pushed in okay ah i like that it's i'm a, a chair pusher one. in her 
Are you? Okay, I am good. Like, so, especially, so we can be friends. Yes, especially like, especially restaurants and public places where someone else that's, you know, someone not in my family, not that I leave them open so my, my mom does it. But, you know, if I'm out at a restaurant, like, I just feel like an asshole. Like, this waitress shouldn't have to push in my chair or whatever. Yeah. Also, too, just when you're walking around, it's just when the chairs are snug with the table, yeah. you know, you just, it, it just seems more open. It's, it's just easier to go around. Yes. So I think um, not necessarily something I'm stingy about. Um, I will say I am stingy when it comes to clothes a little bit, when it comes to buying yeah. clothes. I still, I need to up my clothing game because okay. I'm, I'm like such like a comfy, like comfy yeah. style guy. He's a sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sports guy. So I always grew up wearing like the graphic, just Raiders shirts and yeah. the, the calves right. and the Buckeye t-shirts. Yep. I, I need to up my game a little bit. My girlfriend's trying to get me, trying to get me to do yep. it. So, um, I need to be willing to just drop a little more dough on some of that more, uh, better quality stuff. Yeah. But, um, so when it comes to money wise, little stingy when it comes to buying clothes because I, uh, I'm not like super into the fashionable stuff, but I need to do it because, you know, I need to be, I need to be able to look fresh, you know, my only advice with, or not my only, but a tip there. And I think your girlfriend will agree. This is something I kind of invested in when, uh, when I, uh, did the uh the interviews classic you know simple stuff goes a long way so i would just invest in a nice pair of jeans and a okay. nice well-fitting black t-shirt and maybe you overpay for just a plain black t-shirt but get a nice one because like you can wear it underneath you can wear it by yourself you you can be very versatile with just a plain black t-shirt can wear it a lot of different places you know, you can dress it down a little bit, wear some Chuck Taylors, be a little bit more casual, you know, wear it with tennis shoes, or you could dress it up with a little bit nicer shoe. It's very versatile, maybe a little bit ridiculous to spend 40, 50 bucks on a black t-shirt. But if you get a nice one, take care of it, it can go a long way. And it's not like, I would never wear this. It's a, it's a black t-shirt. Of course, you everyone wears a black t-shirt. I like that. That's a great piece of advice. I'm going to, yeah. first thing after this, get my black plain t-shirt. Do it. Do it. All right. I like it. You know what? I, okay. You know what I'm stingy about? I think. Oh, yeah. Let's, it, hear it. let's see if you agree with this. I'm going to relay it to sports. I love watching games. I'm very stingy when it comes to my sports watching experience. Like, I am not a Super Bowl party guy. I am very comfortable watching the Super Bowl by myself without people talking, you know, or just, you know, you know, worrying about getting up and my seat, not being there. Like, like I, I don't like watching out at bars and restaurants and stuff. If it's like a game with my team that I really, really want to watch. I got no problem spending 17 Sundays alone. Plus the playoffs. If it means I'm going to be able to watch the games how I want to. Okay. I'll be honest. I a hundred percent agree with you. That's the most stingy thing I am. Yeah. Joe, you are talking to the guy who I do not want to watch an NFL game, preferably with anybody else. I'll be <laughs> yeah. honest. I, I, all high school, literally would want to spend the whole Sunday by myself in my basement yeah. watching the games. I like it. Um, I don't like the distraction, the bar thing. I feel like I can't even focus on the game because no. to me, the game's more exciting than the environment of being at the bar watching. 100%, or, yeah. Um, Joe, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That is like so much a part of me that like yeah. maybe is different than most people. 
I I don't like I like watching like locked in like yep. in my own in my own zone like yep. yeah you're right not have to worry about your seat getting taken not being distracted by other conversation yep the game's everything let's watch the sports and like that's it so I'm stingy about that too I like it yeah because if I have people with me I get mean too especially if they say something that's stupid like I had totally. someone try to like you know and they're being so nice because you know they're you know watching a game and they're they're uh you know, they want to add into the conversation or whatever. Yeah. And they'll say something. I just want to be like, no, that's stupid. And then go right back yeah. to the game, but it, <laughs> which totally is agree. so, and I don't want to be mean because that's not me, but I'm like, okay, we got to figure out how we're going to convert well, this third down here. Also, yeah. Sports watching is an emotional experience. Yes. Right. And like, I don't yes. want other people like I'm, I'm emotionally into this game. Like, yep. I don't want to take it out on you at all. Right. right. And, um, but I totally agree when people are saying comments that I'm like, I disagree with. I'm just like, I want to have my own picture for what the, how the game should be going. Yeah. And yeah. I don't need your bad comments. <laughs> and I'm not very superstitious, but with sports, I'm very superstitious. So then I think too, okay, what happens if I let this person watch with me and the game goes really well, but I'm not super pumped that they're there. They have to come back next week. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I get that. th that's just the way I live. I get it. I get it. I mean, the, any, any way we feel like we can be impacting the game. We, uh, we, li we like to, we like to see that we, we have some sort of say on how it goes, even though yep. we know we don't hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> Last question here. Number three. Okay. Oh, here we go. This is a good one too. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh my gosh, gosh, that's you're hitting me with that one. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you know for yourself first? I, I need that second to think about this. What I would change um, about myself. Oh, I'd probably be a little bit more relaxed when it comes to sports watching and be nicer to people since we're just talking about that. Um, mm, you know, I probably should have thought of because it's not fair that you just have to answer. Hmm. I know. I know it's only fair that we both uh, get a yes. little uh, uncomfortable that, here. That's right. That's right. What would I change about myself? I would sometimes, and just outside of sports watching and just being involved in sports and, you know, doing sports content and, you know, stuff. Um, sometimes I, I just don't allow myself to, uh, to have fun and be social sometimes. Like, you know, I'm always just like, God, ah, you know, sometimes I'm the guy that's like, ah, I should get to bed or I'm thinking about this or whatever. And, you know, sometimes I always don't take that. Um, if I could change, you know, I would just simply say that I would, uh, you know, just kind of flip my mindset a little bit that I should uh, let myself have a little bit more fun and say yes to more things, uh, you know, once in a while, not say yes to everything, but to more things. I like that. I think that's a good one. Um, the two that popped to my mind, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna say two. Okay. Um, the first one, probably the first one that popped to my mind. I sometimes have a hard time with like um, getting uncomfortable if it yep. even is just like asking for something simple. Yeah. Just get put myself out there, be, even if it's just like, um, you know, I've looked up ways to fix this. On they're like you know, go to your Starbucks and ask for a discount at the register. And I'm like, to me, that's just like, not me. And like, yeah. honestly, the last thing I naturally like doing, I, something about, um, that I wish I could change is I wish I was more willing to like, uh, put myself out there. So like, I, I feel like I'm a social guy and I feel like I am, yeah. um, extroverted, like in a way, but, um, something about just like, um, even just, 
just asking for things like that. It just is, it's hard for me. And um, the other thing is too, not the biggest, but when it comes to veggies, I'm like a very picky eater. Don't eat a ton of my veggies. Unfortunately, I didn't really eat a ton growing up when I was younger. So it just, I think I naturally just didn't really have like, didn't get the taste for it. And just, yep. I wish I could change that because when I got to eat, never order a salad, can't even eat it. So I'm just like, I wish I could eat a salad because it's such like a, you know, something you want to do. It's a good little start to your meal with everybody. I hate being that guy who doesn't, doesn't eat the salad. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. I get it. And it's so funny too. Like I'm the same way with talking to people and stuff. Like you would think, oh, super extroverted podcast videos, TikTok, whatever. But like, yeah, you know, but when, when you're not uh, w- without the mic, I feel a little powerless sometimes where I'm just like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. I get it. I totally get it. I think I think those are some good uh, some good things. Though. I think we got a little um, we got a little uncomfortable there. We, sh- we shared some deep stuff there. I like it. Yeah, we are working in the right direction. Thank you to dating assassins for first date. I mean, those are gr- I mean, if you brought those on a first date or at least had them prepared, I mean, it's it, it's it's i mean you you get you get some, you get deep you'd find some things out my downstairs roommate's single right now i need to tell him about this yeah Dating assess- those cards are good i think they're uh, great i mean there's a whole I would totally use those there's i mean this is just part of the stack i mean it's a huge i mean there's like a hun- hundreds of cards in that thing that they sent me and this awesome t-shirt so uh yeah they're they're legit i was like okay let's see what this is going to be and i've been uh thoroughly impressed and they got this i mean it's a cool logo. Check that out. Oh yeah. I that's like badass. it. I like it. Dating yeah. assassins. That's sweet. I like those good. cards. That was, that was yeah. a good, that was a good, good uh, add to the podcast. I think that, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, I've loved doing that so far. So that's been, uh, that's been fun and every, everyone's liked them. So that's, uh, that's good. Just chip away, man. I love it. Well, Kevin, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate it. This has been a blast. Uh, last, where, where can everyone find your stuff? Kev, is it Kevin Walsh NFL across the board where, where everyone can check you out? Across the board, Kevin Walsh NFL, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you'll be able to find me. Um, check out my NFL content if you like it. If you don't mm-hmm. really like the NFL, check it out because I think I can get you to like it. Um, but yeah, Kevin Walsh NFL, um, trying to get that Instagram following up. We're trying to get to 100K. We're only fourth the way there. We'll get there at yep. some point. You'll get it. Um, but that's where you can find me. It's pretty easy. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate this. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it.